coming up on this week's episode, we're talking Saints, Spurs and Brentford. There's a new quiz, plus all the usual features, so let's get started. Hello and welcome to a new episode of View from the Sideline. It's Chris here and Liam is here as always. Hello, Liam. Hi, Chris. How are you? Not, not too bad. Not too bad. Still sort of reeling at VAR. Um, yes. I've been Didn't VAR. Have a good weekend, did it for you? Yes, I've been yeah. VAR well and truly. Yeah. Um, it happens to the best of us, mate. It does, but I, just, I, don't think, I don't think that is... As, it, I think that has to be one of the more blatant ones I've seen where it's been missed. Yeah, there, there was a couple this weekend. Um, I'm sure we'll touch on them a little bit later. But yeah, that was a... I just, I, it's one of those that you just don't know how they've missed it. But yeah. Everyone has said it's handball. I don't Literally get, everyone, I just, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I, there's even West Ham fans online saying it's handball. And they're just saying it's handball. Um, but obviously you got away with one last year. So, uh, and I'm thinking, true, but I mean, so late on in the game, it could have checked, you know, it could yeah. be three points rather than one, but never to dwell on anything. Champions League back this week. Yes, like ages. it is. It feels like ages since I've watched the Champions League game. I know. It's been, it feels like, that Christmas break in the Champions League seems yeah. to get long, longer and longer every year. But they're gonna, they're gonna redo the format, aren't they? So I don't know whether the Christmas break is gonna be as long when they go into that big one, league table uh, no yeah I believe that the one league thing is going to run on further until January from what I've seen so um, they'll play up until sort of the end of January and then have a few weeks off before the knockout games start I don't know if that's what they're, how they're going to do it but nice busy um, Christmas period for everybody yeah so I'm not not sure how they're going to work it like that but um I say I might only see two more Champions League games this season, but hopefully see more. Um, Dortmund, not really too sure about them, but then mm. not really too sure about us. Chelsea, no, fans, so. both having bad seasons. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll move on to talking points now. We've been gifted another one um, from another manager, <laughs> uh, having been sacked. This one probably justified. I would say less of a surprise. Um, I think than a last week, yeah, yeah, a lot of very Southampton strange, fans, but a very not... strange um, sort of you know sort of manager to bring in. It was it, <laughs> yeah. just, it seemed very. There was others available, and they went with Nathan James. I mean, he's I can't really say much about him because he he used to play for Yeovil, so. Um, and when he played for Yeovil, he was very, very good. So I just, I just think um, it's one of those where he never really got the ground running. I mean, and they, they really did struggle. I think they won what sort of one league game in a in about twelve or thirteen, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he picked up. So. Yeah, it, it did seem like he. Because he had a bit of a run in the cup, I think that was what was saving yeah. him at one point, wasn't it? But yeah, you're right with a strange appointment. He um, he was never really a fan favourite from the day he was brought in. I don't don't think he don't think he was well appreciated from the Saints fans. Certainly not from the ones that I've spoken to. Um, I think they all sort of considered it to be uh, a bit of a poor decision by the board, really. But yeah. um, I mean, it's harsh to only give him seven games in the league. I think he got in the end, or was it eight games or something like eight that? But games. he only won one. Eight games, but yeah, I, I think one I win think... and seven losses is is not good for any manager. I think, but yeah, it's um... on the cake was probably at the weekend. Um, I mean, you won the up. The other team yeah. go down to ten men, and. You don't end up winning the game. It, it, it kind of. Yeah. You have to, I think you have to sit there and think, well, how, how's that happen? When you look at yeah. the score, you know, if you're looking at it on your phone, you're watching it on TV, 
you look at it, you're looking at the score thinking, well, how has this happened? And then you kind of look at past results and you're thinking, well, maybe that wasn't so such of a shock, you know, result. I mean, yeah. the guy that got sent off, he used to play for Southampton, didn't he? He did, yeah. So, you yeah. know, he was, he was trying to do them favours. I mean, yeah. and uh, it just yeah. didn't work out. But I agree with you. I think the cup competitions were probably keeping him in the job. I mean, they got to the uh, EFL semi-finals, didn't they? Yeah, uh, I think they that beat, was the only thing keeping him going. In yeah. the FA Cup. But um, I, I, I'm not shocked by this one. And but again, I don't think I don't think it was two I, managers in yeah space of about ten games, isn't it? That yeah, sack. So where do you go from here? It, well, it never goes well when there's three managers in a season. Um, I, I mean, Villa have sort of had that a little bit in the year that we went down, and. Um, it was a strange appointment, I think, to begin with. I don't really know what they were thinking when they tried to bring well, him I in. I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. Luton, I, and I guess, you know, he deserves, you know, he did exceptionally well to get Luton into the playoffs. He did. Last he season. did. But, so, you know. But, if, I'm, if I'm a Southampton fan at that point, looking at trying to stay up, that being the main goal, when he came in. Yeah. I'm not looking at the championship for someone with no Premier League experience to yeah, come yeah. in. And that, I don't mean that in a bad way to Nathan Jones. Yeah, you know, no, no, he's, no. Own, he's got his own history. And he did really well at Luton. And, you know, if there was a team that was maybe mid-table in the Premier League and, and looking to have a bit of enthusiasm and, and to kick on, maybe that would have been the right role. But uh, he's, he's got no experience of the Premier League at all, let alone a relegation battle. So, I don't know, I just think it was a bit of a... I think they felt they needed to make a quick decision because it happened just before the World Cup, didn't it? So I think they needed to seem like they were making a quick decision before the World Cup started. Because um, did, did he have a game before the World Cup? I can't remember if he did or not. Uh, um, but not, it was very soon. Sure. It, was, it was around that time anyway. So I don't know whether they just sort of made a snap decision and made the wrong one but um, it'll be interesting to see who replaces him now because all all sort of feelings of stability are going to be gone because you know that if you don't, if you don't win a game in the first eight games then you're going to be out as well so wow. I don't know if there's a manager out there willing to take on that responsibility they've got some, a decent spine I wouldn't say it's as good as what they used to have but any team with Ward Prowse in has got a chance of picking up you know, scoring goals and, and picking up points. So, I don't know. They spent a bit of money in January. Maybe they wanted to see a little bit more for their investment a bit quicker. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know who. Who? I don't know. What do you think? Who's going to be coming in there oh, now? I I They're mean, too late for Dyche, so that he's gone. He's gone. So. Um, unless you get one of the old school. Um, you know, releg- perennial relegation battlers in. I don't know where they're going to go. Jesse Marsh was. <laughs> I saw Jesse Marsh on the list as well earlier today. I mean, that would be an interesting one, wouldn't it? If he managed to go to Southampton and keep them up. Well, um, yeah. over Leeds, maybe. Who knows? It's, it's just. It's. You know, I, it's one of those where. Whoever comes in is literally first game. They're going to have to get a win yeah. because watching watching them, seeing the highlights, and seeing a few few games of them this season, it just seems like it's just got worse and worse. They beat Chelsea early on in the season. In that game, they played that. Yeah. They were so good in that game, and for them to be where they are now, and I look I look back when I saw that game and think, my God. Were Chelsea that bad, or you know, were Southampton just you know on that on that day, you know, up for it more? Um, but yeah, it looks like that the, it's going to be Jesse Marsh. He's clear favourite mm. um, for the job. But they're uh, at risk of being cut adrift a bit at the moment. Sort of, I'm looking at the table, and it, obviously. A couple of weeks ago, we were saying how tight it was at the bottom. You know, all the teams seemed to be on 15, 14 points. 
but now you're looking at Southampton, they haven't moved from 15 points, and the, the yeah. nearest team above them now is Bournemouth on 18. Everton obviously playing tonight on 18, with Sean Dyche as a, a new manager coming in, and they look a bit more organised. And then Leeds are at the moment just avoiding a drop on 19 points. There's four points already um, that Southampton are going to need to claw back. And I just, I can't see them doing it at the moment. But it, obviously, if they bring someone in, you never know. Well, um, the January signings haven't clicked yet, but no. maybe he is the person to do that. I mean, you, we, we spoke about him a lot last week, and you can't say that Leeds lacked effort. You can't say that they lacked creativity. They just struggled to score in games that they dominated, and then it would end up losing. I mean, we saw it against United at the weekend, in a way. They dominated for large parts of that game and lost 2-0. So, you know, he's, he's, I don't think Marsh is as bad as the Leeds record this season suggests. So maybe he will give them a bit of enthusiasm, perk them up a little bit and get them playing. He likes to play press and attack in football. So who knows? It might be what they need. But I'm looking at their defence and thinking the last thing they should probably do is play attacking football. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, did you see the own goal? It was... An absolute shambles. I'm quite yeah. glad we sent him back because he was on loan at us until a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, can't do that damage for us. Um, Hassan was names being mentioned about going back. Surely, got twelve of their fifteen points. <laughs> um, yeah. Gerard name is yeah. there. Um, there's a few. Um, Foreign managers um, like Marcelo Gallardo, who's managed Nacional and River Plate. Um, Chris Wilder is on the list. And Wayne Rooney is also on the list. Interesting. And then Frank Lampard as well. But yeah. I think I think Frank should just step back for a bit, I think. Yeah. I think, I think so. There's any no rush like Gerard does not rush sort of into getting back into the um, no. you know the, I, I did see he's linked with the Poland job. I don't know if you did you yes, see that. Or? I did see that. Um, yeah, I don't <laughs> think Matty Cash would be too happy about that. But there we go. Yeah, what's a strange one to be linked strange, with? Strange one. Yeah. Right. We'll move on to another strange one at the weekend. I, I guess the. Um, that's the Spurs game. Hmm. Now, I feel I'm in a bit of a position where I can't really comment too much on teams losing games, <laughs> purely on the basis of league position right now. But, saying that, um, they were awful. They, they were. Terrible. I mean, the guy that they signed at Pedro Porro, oh Had my shot, word. Oh yeah. my word. I think, was it Tim? Did you see what Tim Sherwood? I think it was Tim Sherwood came out and said on Sky Sports said it was the worst, um, worst debut from a signing in the in Premier League history. That's some strong words um, from um, Tim and, Sherwood. And it did come from Tim Sherwood, by the way. Yeah, from me. Um, yeah. I mean that uh, is a man that gave Rudy Gestead his debut for Villa, so that yeah. is strong, you know. <laughs> um. But it, it just did not seem to click at all. I mean, and, and when you think about from what happened last weekend when they beat Man City 1-0, you know, they defended so well in that mm-hmm. game. And when they went forward, they actually looked like they looked very dangerous. This weekend, I oh, it was like you watched a completely different team. I mean... Yeah. And and to say it could have been more, I don't think is a silly suggestion. I mean, they had a, a couple of goals disallowed as well, Leicester, and mm-hmm. very very strange, very strange. And the thing is with Conte, I know they're fifth in the league, so it, you know they are in a good position to get Champions League. But from when when Conte was at Chelsea. This is the one one criticism I would have about him is he came in, he didn't really hit the ground running at all. After I think it was about after six or seven games, he changed to the um 
five at the back, which then saw us win, I think it was like 16 or 17 games in a row in the league. First of all, we ended up winning the league in May. So he used that tactic throughout that season. It worked yeah. and it was good. Next, move on to next season. Use that tactic again. It worked for the first seven, eight games. Mm. After that, other clubs they they just they just sussed it out. They sussed yeah. the whole tactic out, and we started really, really struggling again. And he ended up getting sacked. Yeah. Yeah, With and him, I... he's very, very hard to when he has like a tactic in his head of how he thinks the team should play. It might work in other countries, you know, where the leagues aren't as competitive as they are with this league. But he never had a plan B. Once he had that yeah. tactic, he thought he thought that he would be able to use that, and we'd be fine. But once teams started to get to know the tactic and started using it themselves, and they were countering against us, it just didn't work. And he never really had that plan B. He did. And some of the changes that he made, like subs he made, I never, I could never understand what, why he was making them. Mm. Um, and I just feel he's come because this this is the first time he's been back, isn't it, for a few weeks? Because he was he was ill, wasn't he? So he was, yeah, yeah. You know, someone else has been taking care of you know the club, and he comes back. They kind of go back into old habits. Mm. And he changes it back to how he saw that they should be playing his set way, and yeah, they ended up conceding four. Could have been more goals. And when they look, when they were on the attack, they they were very very slow, very slow. And the thing is for for Tottenham is when Harry Kane isn't having a great game, it seems that. The whole team is affected by that, so I don't know what you think. But yeah, I I completely agree. To be honest, they they've been so sporadic this season. We saw we've just seen the best and the worst of them in the space of two games. Obviously, we were going to talk about them last week and how good they were against Man City. Yes. Um. Uh, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's now gone completely <laughs> the other way. Um. I I. I did catch the highlights of that game and yeah. Leicester I think are Spurs worst nightmare like you say he sets up with the the sort of three centre halves five at the back yeah, it's exactly um, the same as he, he tr- Chelsea it's exactly, exactly. It, no they try and they soak up pressure and then they try and hit teams on the counter attack which is fine and against a big team like Man City it obviously worked quite well um, Man City are going to attack. They are going to have a lot of the ball. But if you stay organised and you have a back five, you're hard to break down. And then you've got players like Son and, and that on the counter attack with a little bit of pace. Yeah. Then you, that's where the space is, and that's where yeah, you're yeah. going to score goals. So it worked really well against Man City. Leicester aren't a team that are going to, you know, dominate the ball and press you. Yeah, Leicester are actually very similar to what Spurs are. Like their strength lies in their speed going forward on the counter attack. So Leicester just went, "Will you have the ball then?" <laughs> and they did, they yeah. just sat back, and it was such a comfortable afternoon for the centre half. So they did play really well, to be fair. But Fias, I think, I think, I think that's how you pronounce it. He had a really good game at centre half for Leicester. He's really turned my opinion around because I thought it was a bit of a strange signing. It was about their only one in the summer, I think, that they made. He's, but he's been on really good form recently. He had an absolute blind day. He just headed everything that came his way, put in loads of strong tackles, and it just set Leicester up to then counter-attack. And that's all they did, all game. Yeah. And there was just so much space. Like you say, Porro, I don't know what he was thinking, to be honest. He, no, just, he no. had a bad day, but, you know, it's, it's very early days. He might he'll turn it around. You know, he's obviously a decent player because a lot of big teams were after him, weren't they? Um, but, yeah, there was so much space on that left-hand side. And that, for me, they're out wide is where Leicester are strong. I know they obviously, they not as much this season, but they played Vardy up there um, sort of on his own quite a lot. And they played Ian Hatcher this weekend. But their strength really is like Harvey Barnes. 
to sort of float around. Madison sort of floats out wide a little bit. And they just attack those spaces all the time. But it's obvious that those spaces are going to be there because of how Conte sets his team up. Three centre-halves, two wing-backs that push forward. Yeah. So the space is going to be in behind them. And they just constantly exploited it for the whole game. Um, and I think when you get a manager that has a style, it's all well and good. Um but you've, you've got to have that backup. You said they had no plan B. No, but I think no. you look at the, the even the best managers, certainly of our time, they might have had a preferred formation that they played, but they were flexible with it. Guardiola this weekend played three at the back. Doesn't happen very often for Man City, but it worked a treat. I mean, it's only against Villa, so who cares? But they played really well. You know, I don't think... There was a set formation that, like, Ferguson used, for example. I mean, yeah. when the Class of 92 came through, he played 4-4-2, but by the time that football had evolved a little bit, he was playing, like, five in the field and one up front. Wenger, you could have argued the same, used to probably play two up front. Then, obviously, sort of Bergkamp came in, so he then had one striker and an attacking midfielder. And, like, they've all varied it up. Like, the best coaches in the Premier League have all varied it up. Conte, I just don't think has. He just wants to play the same way week in, week out. And against a, a team where tactically three at the back or five at the back will work, that's absolutely fine. But you can't play it against everybody. You can maybe keep the same formation, but there's got to be some tweak somewhere because you're yeah. not going to be able to counter-attack everybody. Not everyone is going to come out and dominate the ball against you. So I think that's where he... I think that's where they struggled at the weekend, but I think that's where he can be a bit more flexible. And um, it just seems that every game Spurs playing at the minute, whoever scores first doesn't go on to win the game. No. <laughs> I mean, they, <laughs> they came from behind so many times over the last few weeks, and then obviously they scored first against Leicester, and, and they, they were quite good for the first 20 minutes by all accounts, but then Leicester just totally dominated for the remaining 70-odd minutes. So, um, But they played well, Leicester, and I don't want to discredit them because they did they they played yeah, well you know Rodgers he's had a bit of stick this season Rodgers and obviously they were sort of nervously looking over their shoulder for a little bit I think they're more than safe now um don't, they haven't lost for the last few games so yeah I think he'll turn it around it's it's uh like he, his favorite saying is they're sort of regrouping at the moment aren't they and I think in a couple of years if they can get a bit more money then um I think they'll be back up looking at European places, maybe. But I think they've got a good young squad there now. So, um, yeah, unless Harvey Barnes moves on, and then I think they might struggle. But uh, he has stood out for me this season. I'm surprised he's not played for England yet, has he? I don't think. No, no, no. no Quite no. surprised at that. I know we've got depth in those areas, but, yeah. Yeah, bit of a bit of surprise, that one. But Spurs were rubbish. I take no pleasure in saying no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> We'll move on to a team that haven't played that rubbish recently, uh, Brentford. Um, yeah. Last lost on the 23rd of October. Yeah. Um, Villa. Yeah. Four uh, now, and since then they've they have drawn a lot. Right, they have drawn a lot of games, but yeah. you know they have they've they've had some impressive wins recently. Um, they beat Southampton, Bournemouth, Liverpool, West Ham. Um. So they are doing well. I have noticed that the four games they have lost this season, they conceded four, five, three, and three. So if if they're shipping in the goals, um, you've got you know, a chance. They might lose. But saying that, if you look, remember the I think it was like the second game of the season they beat Man United four 0 didn't they? They did. Um, yes. So you know they have had some impressive wins, and I think you know they they could have easily been a one season sort of team where they, they do they do particularly well and then end up going sort of down the next season. But I think they've kind of kept the same sort of philosophy that you, you know, you haven't seen them splash like huge amounts of money to you no. know, to to stay in the league and I and I'm sure last season they would have made a particularly amount good amount from staying up. Um, and obviously this season they'll probably feel it more where obviously they're probably going to be on TV more. Um, and, you know, and they're eighth at the moment. And I mean, that's a hugely respectful sort of position for them. Um, 
and it, he just he just seems to have kept the is you know the same sort of players playing week in week out that played in week in week out last season. He hasn't mm. you know he hasn't overhauled the squad. He's obviously got a lot of trust in that squad. You know, like so you look at the team that started last um, at the weekend. Raya in goal, Pinnock was there last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aya was there last season. Janout, Norgod, and Jensen are the three centre mids. They were all there last season. Yep. Henry, left wing back. Rosalev, right wing back. Both there last season. And Tony and and Buemo up front. Both there last season. So yeah, you know they've done incredibly well in keeping that team together and keeping the performances at you know at the level that they are playing. Um, and they've got you know. They're a decent team, like individually mm-hmm. as well. Their players are very, very good. Ivan Tony could have easily probably gone, got a, a big money deal somewhere this season in the summer. Yeah. Um, but that's what I, I that's what I kind of like. We we've spoken quite a few times previously about the method, and I, th- I think we mentioned it um, with Brighton last week yeah. or, or the week before. The recruitment is good. Players come in, they sell them on for a profit, and then they reinvest that into finding more talent. Brentford kind of do that, except they don't seem to need to sell anyone. They could have sold yeah. Tony last year for thirty or forty million, easy, yeah. but they didn't. They didn't need to financially. He's obviously quite happy staying at the moment, so why would they bother cashing in on him? Keep him for another season. Who knows? At the end of this year. He might say, you know, whether they make it into Europe at the minute. I mean, they've got a game in hand over Fulham. So if they win that, they go into seventh. You never yeah. know. Um, but if he decides, oh, I want to play Champions League or, or Europa League or something and Brentford don't make it, then they might choose to cash in on him then. But they've stayed really consistent with the players that they've got. Their recruitment has been really smart. I don't think they've brought in any big names, really. Uh, I think they've recruited from leagues, you know, outside of the big six, if you like. They've got a lot from Denmark. Um, Ayer obviously came in from Scotland. Uh, they bought people from the Championship and, and League One, obviously, in, in the first year that they were in the Premier League as well. And I just think the way they've got, I mean, Rico Henry's been there for years. Tony's now been there for quite a while. These are not players that they bought when they came up to the Premier yeah, League. They're yeah. actually players that played in the Championship with them. Raya was another one. I think they got him from Blackburn. But he's been with them for a long time as well. So it's just really impressive the way that they're going about it. And it's a, it's a, a slight change to that model that we were mentioning with Brighton, where you, you buy in talent and then you play them for a, a season or two, sell them for a profit. Brentford have kept that core and Buemo was there for a, quite a few years in the championship as well. And they, that's where they seem to make their money. That's when they sold their players, mostly to Villa, admittedly, because Dean Smith came in and we decided to buy Conser off them and Hogan. And I think there was a couple of other players as well that we bought off them. They made their money, stayed in the championship for a few years, but they've been financially solid every single season. They've not overspent. Yeah. They've not needed to overspend. And they've got the right manager in, and they've they've got the managerial recruitment right the last couple of appointments, really, from Dean Smith and beyond, who's taken them on to that next level. And it's all about, at the minute, I, I don't think they expected to be where they are now. All it is is about just improving on last season for them. I don't think anyone expected them to be in Europe this year. I can't remember where they finished last year, but... All, all they're looking to do is go that one better and just keep on going and keep on plodding away. Not an overnight fix. You know, like Newcastle have obviously had the money put in, so they expect an immediate return. I don't think Brentford are looking at that. They're just looking at steady year-on-year progress. And it's really good. And they've only lost four games this year, like you say. It's the same as Man City. It's one less than United. Um, you know, it's less than anyone outside the top four. So they've, they're obviously doing something right. Anyway, we'll be back in part two with a quiz, um, some Wonders of White and a Who Am I? (music) 
Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's episode and we are going to go in with some Wonders of White. Right, Liam, I'll save the best till last. That's going to be a negative Villa stat then. No, it's, it's not, it's not, but okay. I had to include it. Okay. Um, so, uh, this was Newcastle's 11th league draw of the season with only Reims, who have had 12 drawing more matches across Europe's big five leagues. But are Reims fourth in in the French league? No, no, they're not. No, no, no. Uh, Next, uh, Chelsea have drawn three consecutive Premier League games um, for the first time since February 2012 um, under manager Andre Villas-Boas. Wow, that is um, a blast from the past. Yeah. Um, and lastly, Marcus Rashford has now scored 21 competitive goals for Manchester United this season. He's actually won off his all-time seasonal record for the club, which is 22, um, which he did in the 1920 um, season. I mean, since Ronaldo's gone, um, he's sort of... He has gone. stepped up, hasn't he? No, so yeah. yeah, it's almost but, like we were right, Chris, because we both said yeah, we Ronaldo said might be stopping Rashford. Yeah, definitely said it. And um, th- this one, I mean, well, yeah. So Alexander Soloff, um, he plays for Real Sociedad, was awarded a fish after he won uh, Real Sociedad's Player of the Month in January. <laughs> wow. Um, there was a lovely picture of him and what looks like to be a lady from the canteen presenting him um, <laughs> a fish in a basket with, it looks like, watercress around it. I mean, they've tried to present it in a way that I'll, I'll stick it online this later. Is, this is not a live fish. This is a uh, it's dead, dead fish. Right. Yes, it's dead. Um but apparently that's what you get if you win um, Player of the Month at Real Sociedad. You get a fish. So, yeah. If there's any yeah, pescatarians out there, that's the club to sign for. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, normally people get a, a bonus of some sort, mon- monetary-wise, but here... Um, you get a fish, yeah, a fish. and it's not—it's just one fish. It's not—I <laughs> don't know if it's an expensive fish. I don't really know, to be honest. But we'll have to do some research. We'll report back next week. What kind of fish was it? <laughs> anyway, uh, this week's quiz. Yes, it's a higher and lower quiz. So okay, the one that we've done sort of before, but this one. Uh, we are going to work our way through the leagues in England, from the Premier League all the way down to the National League North and South, and we are looking for current league positions. Oh, okay. Higher or lower? Now, I did mention this one before we recorded that they are going to get extremely difficult towards the end, I, I unless got you are familiar with National League North and South. I've got, I've got to say, no, I'm not. To be honest, no. I, I would be struggling with so Championship this is, Down. This is where I kind of helped you. Okay. So with a few of them, if you get them right, they are in high positions or very low positions. Okay. Which potentially should help you get the next one, unless I've put a red herring in there. Which you might have. Okay. Cheers. You've been warned. Right, so we'll start with the Premier League. We're going to start with Man City. So each section has only four teams. So, um, you know, just to make it a little bit easier for you. Okay. So we'll start with Man City in second position. Um, So this was done pre any games today. Okay. So, okay. so Man City second. So are Wolves higher or lower than Manchester City? Wolves are definitely lower than Man City. Now 15th. 
Aston Villa, higher or lower? Well, I, I, I do know that we are definitely higher than 15th. So, yeah, no, I, I think we're 11th at the moment. Yeah. Okay, and to complete this one, uh, Chelsea, higher or lower? I believe you're just higher than us at the minute. I just wanted to hear you say that. Just higher. (laughs) Well, you got that one right. For now. You've got past the the easy one. I would call that level one of ten. But you get the ten. Okay. Okay. Championship. Watford in sixth. Are Stoke higher or lower than Watford? Uh, Stoke, I think, are having a bad season. I'm going to go that they're lower. They are lower. They're 19th. Blackpool, higher or lower than Stoke? Oh. I actually think they're lower. I think they're bottom. Because I saw that in the cup. Yeah. 24th, which means you should get this next one right. Coventry, higher or... Higher or higher. <laughs> they were bottom for quite a long right. time because they didn't play games, but they are higher now. They're They've been on 14. a good run. Yeah. There you go, see? I, I, nice to you there, look. I made it through, thanks, yeah. Right, so League One. Peterborough in ninth. Okay. Port Vale, higher or lower? Oh, they only got promoted last season, so I'm going to say lower. 15th, correct. Derby, higher or lower? Oh, they've got to be higher. They went on a good run. I'm going to... I think they're in the playoffs around there. Higher. Fifth. Exeter, higher or lower? Oh. I'm going to have to go lower. I don't remember them being higher. Yeah, the 10th. That's really still good. a good season, yeah. though. Yeah, first. Yeah, 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 unfortunately. Yeah, sorry, Next. mate. <laughs> uh, AFC Wimbledon in League 2 are 14th, but are Stockport higher or lower? Oh, see, now I've got no idea. Um, 14th, that's sort of in the middle as well. I'll go with... They only got promoted last year, I'll go with lower. They are 7th at the moment. I will let you rescue half a point if you can finish it off. Okay. So they're seventh, so are Grimsby higher or lower? They've got to be lower, I would have thought. They are 17th. And Sutton United, higher or lower than 17th? To rescue half a point. I'm going to go lower. Lower, unfortunately, they are 13th. Oh, yeah, League 2 is not my league at the okay, minute. Okay, well, hopefully National League is. <laughs> National <laughs> League. Uh, I've gone with Yeovil first in 17th position. Yep. Are Dorking higher or lower than Yeovil in 17th? I think... I'm, I'm going to go with higher... Yeah. Need to rescue half a point. They are oh, lower... No. 20th. There's not many teams lower than you, but um, uh, right. So to get half a point, you're going to need to get the next two right. So Dorking in 20th, Bromley higher or lower? I think they're having a good season. I think they're higher. Yeah, ninth. And to rescue half a point, Barnet higher or lower than Bromley? God, I don't know. I mean. They've been in the football league before, haven't they? So I will go with no. I'm going to I'm going to go with lower, <laughs> higher. Oh. <laughs> oh, well. I was so close to doing it as well. Like, <laughs> been in the football the league, very but, then, it, but then I remembered last season they weren't great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Never uh, back, never doubt yourself. Always back yourself. Yeah. So we are now into National League North. Uh, and we're going to start at Chester in sixth. And Kings Lynn, higher or lower than Chester? Oh, and they were in the National League last year, weren't they? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with lower. Can't be many teams higher. They're second in the league. Oh, that was the red herrings <laughs> that you warned me about. Oh. 
Uh, well, this one, you might be able to rescue something from this one. So Banbury, higher or lower than Kings Lynn? Can't be top. They can't be top. They've got to be lower. They're 14th. And Affleton Town, higher or lower than Banbury? He'll rescue half a point. I'm going to go higher. And you rescued the half point. Yes. And they are in ninth place. So we are going to end on the National League South. And we'll start with um, Bath in 13th. Braintree, higher or lower than Bath? Oh, God. Um, right in the middle, Chris. Come on. Uh, I'll go higher. Correct. Finally, Seventh. I've got to guess right. Seventh. Taunton Town. Higher or lower than Braintree? Ah, oh, so now I know that these only got promoted last season to this league. Um, so I'm going to say lower. I think they're struggling. Seventeenth. Yeah. So you've you've got half a point at least on this one. <laughs> All so, right. Uh, to get full marks, Weymouth, higher or lower than Taunton? And they were 17th, were they? Taunton are 17th. Higher yeah. or lower, Weymouth? Weymouth have got to be higher, I think. Uh, Weymouth have let you down. They're oh. 20th at the moment. So, because they, they were in the National League last year, yeah, weren't no, they? they I, th- I think they've lost a few players. Um, and yeah, they are they are struggling at the moment. But we like we love to see it. We love to you, see it. Yeah, you do. I, I mean, I have no problem with Weymouth or any of the other Southwest teams. But you know, if if this was Midlands-based teams, I might have an like, opinion. This is this is why I don't like Steve Claridge. Well, yeah, he's managed every club down the bottom apart from Yeovil, hasn't he? Yeah. So I don't like. Yeah. Him. Uh, so out of a possible one, two, three, four, five, six. Out of a possible seven, you got one, two, three. You got four out of seven. Four out of seven. Yeah. Not not great. So but... I, I would suggest at least two and below your homework. I need to brush up on study. It's just study those key tables. Um, and we may revisit this. Um, <laughs> at the end of the season. At the end of the season. Okay. And um, I might pick the same teams. <laughs> oh, that's just gonna, that is going to embarrass me. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to get fewer points than this time around. Um, well, four's not bad actually because I was really okay. struggling with a few of those okay. guesses, so it could have been a lot worse. Um, are you ready for a who am I? Uh, I am ready for an To end the podcast with a who am it's Steve Clarence. Um, <laughs> it, it is not. Imagine I did. That. I did. Imagine um, if it was. If imagine, only. Yeah. I did that. bump into him in, in boots once. Did you kick um, him? I didn't kick him. I mean, if you have was, anything against him, no. you probably wouldn't kick him. Would you? No, he was. He was with his daughters. I mean, I, <laughs> so. I, you know, I, I didn't think that violence was necessary. And But having said that, he did play for Leicester City, didn't he? So I don't Again. particularly like Steve Clark, because I think he played for Birmingham as well. I, I, so I, 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 I don't to be fair, like I think it. probably the only teams he hasn't played for are Chelsea, Aston Villa, yeah. Gravel. Yeah, if we did a Who Am I for Steve Clark, we'd be here all night just yeah. listing the teams. No, so, I mean, this player luckily has played for fewer teams than Steve Clark. <laughs> so I'm going to read them from the start of his career. Right to the end we, of his career. Oh, right, so he's retired, yeah? He has, indeed. Um, I think it's going to be one you're going to get pretty easily, but we'll see how we go. So, I'm not going to give you any years. I'm just no, going no, to tell no, you that he's fine. retired. So, he started his career, and I'm going to absolutely butcher this pronunciation. He started his career at Uniao Sao Jao. <laughs> Doesn't really give much away. Then he moved to Palmeiras, and he then moved to Inter Milan, Real Madrid... Fenerbahce, Corinthians, Angie McCackler, and finally, Delhi Dynamos. There's a good eight teams there, so after I can go Corinth- through it again. After Corinthians, it was An- Angie. As- it? Angie oh, McCackler. Well, they're the... They're the um, 
they folded, didn't they? They spent they all the did. money on those players and they thought, right. Yeah, they they were rich for about a season and then spent a lot of money and then went bust. So we are, I, I'm more than certain with some of these teams. It's definitely a Brazilian. So, little all that down. I'm trying to think. Play for Real Madrid. Who was yep. the other European teams he played for? Sorry. Uh, so he after Palmeiras, he went to Inter Milan. Yeah, then Real Madrid, Fenerbahce, and then he went back to play for Corinthians before ending Angie, with Angie Makakla. Angie Makakla. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, then there finally, was a lot of players went there. Yeah. And, and then Delhi a lot of them were probably Brazilian. I think yeah. most of them were. The Russian league does like to bring Brazilians over. I am. Pro- have you have you got clues or are we? If you need clue? one, I can try and think of one. Yeah, um, I'll take the clue. You're going to take a clue. Uh, okay. Just trying to think in my head of Brazilian players that have played for Real Madrid. I will give you. I will give you a choice okay, of what yeah, yeah. you can pick. Do you want the team that he played the most games for? Do you want his managerial career? Managerial? Oh, or do you want the international stats? Uh, I, don't, I, I think he's Brazilian, so I don't think I'm going to need the international one, because I think I mean, if he played for Real Madrid, he's probably played quite a few games for them. I, I can even give you maybe the year that he started or ended his career. Or both. Uh, I think I'll go for the, the team he's played most games team, for. Team he played if most Real games Madrid, for. Then I think I might have got it. It is Real Madrid, yes. Okay, so I think he probably ended his career about five or six years ago. Pretty close. But I don't think he's managed a team. I don't think, I've never, I've not heard of him managing anyone. I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> it's a pretty vague managerial. <laughs> he's managed a few. One of them is the team that he ended his career at, Delhi Dynamos. Oh, <laughs> That's the level of oh, okay. career well, he's had as a I'll, manager. I'll, I'll put the name out there because <clears throat> I'm thinking if you said if well I could be completely wrong, he might not even be Brazilian, but Brazilian played lots of games for Real Madrid. I mean Ronaldo played for both Inter Milan and Real Madrid, but he never played for Delhi Dynamos from my <laughs> from my um, understanding. And Kaka played for a different Milan club. Yeah, you've, you've skipped I, my traps. And I well do done. vaguely remember a certain left back signing for this Russian team. Yeah, so I. I'm not 100% certain, but I think it's Roberto Carlos. It is indeed Roberto Carlos, yes. Um, I thought, I didn't know whether... Managerial thing, because I had no idea that he was a manager. So he was a player coach at Anzi Makakla. He was then manager of Sivaspor in Turkey, and then Akisaspor in Turkey, and then he went to be manager of Delhi Dynamos, and he came out of retirement and actually played three games for them. Um, so he didn't he didn't really play too often. But I I was hoping to trip you up because Inter Milan and Real Madrid is quite popular for, yeah. for Brazilians, like you said. Um, so I was hoping to trip you up and maybe think Ronaldo or something like that. But one thing that did. Um, stand out when I was researching this a little bit earlier and I didn't know this um, before today it says in 1993 Roberto Carlos joined Palmeiras where he played for two seasons winning two Brazilian league titles but after almost signing for Aston Villa in 1995 he chose to move to Inter Milan uh, playing one season for the Nerazzurri and then obviously going on to play for Real Madrid so um, he almost signed for Aston Villa in 1995 
a real sliding doors moment for Roberto Carlos and for the club. Uh, so, yeah, we would have had, it would have replaced Alan Wright at right back, at left back, um, back in 1995. So, um, I've just, cl- I've just clicked on it to see his like stats and stuff for these teams. But well, there's two things that I've just, I've just noticed about him. One was that apparently for his 38th birthday, the owner of Angie Makalakalakalaka bought him a Bugatti Veyron. Wow. And he has 11 children with seven different women. <laughs> I did not know this. <laughs> I mean, he's been very busy. Um, apparently yeah, he also he said, got... Yes. He was robbed at gunpoint whilst doing a live interview on the radio in 2005. Well, there you go. Interesting life. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Been accused of doping as well. I mean, he's had a... He's had a bit, didn't he, like, play for, like, a pub team in England not too long ago? I Why, think he did. I dreamt that. Charity. He did, yes, he? he did. So, um, yes, a team... Won a raffle, oh, meaning yeah. that he played for them. It was yeah. Bull in the Barn United. Um, oh, they yeah, won a raffle, lost. meaning Roberto Carlos. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. On the fourth of March, he made his goal-scoring debut in a four-three defeat <laughs> to oh, Harlow Scott Rangers. Well, they imagine, imagine you play for Harlow Scott Rangers, and you can say, "I beat a team with Roberto Carlos in it," so, even though he's now uh, how old is he? Forty-nine. There you go. So he saw, so he he was at Siversport for about a year and a half, and the Akasaspor he was only there for like half a season. Um, it says after finishing his season in Turkey, Roberto Carlos signed for Al Arabi of the Qatar Stars League, but due to talks breaking down, he did not join the Qatari club. Instead, signing as head coach for the Delhi Dynamos. Um, obviously it goes very well because it says he, he didn't return after the 2016 season. So. No. Mad. No. Well, there you go. Oops, Roberto Carlos. Yeah, I mean, a little trip down memory lane for us all there. Probably scored one of the most iconic free kicks as well, I guess. Certainly did. About it. Yeah, the banana. People still, to this day, thinking how he done it. Yeah. I don't think he knows how he did it. I think it was a fluke, but it was a good fluke. Yeah. He just caught it at the right bit of his foot, on the right bit of the ball, with the right bit of the wind. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, anything else this week? Not this week, just hope for a, a winning return for Villa next week, but we've got really Arsenal, not? so... Uh, you've um, got Arsenal, right. Yeah, yes. we, we've got a bit <laughs> of a tough run, so I don't think it's quite going to happen, but you right. never know. I, mean, I thought you were about to say you had like Southampton or something for a second. Oh, if, if only, Chris. Not that if only. Not that we're back. We got Dortmund, um, but it, I, I, we have actually got Southampton at the weekend. So, I mean, so easy us. three points for the Saints. There, maybe, then. maybe, yeah. Maybe they'll find a manager by then. But we got Tottenham and Leeds after that. So, um, yeah. I mean, our last two games of the season are Manchester City and Newcastle. Yeah, can't get much more Ooh. difficult than that at the moment. But wrapped up the league by then. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Anyway, we will see you next week.